Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Patty is trying out a luscious new facial hair. It is a it is a Zorro. It is because you have the mustache, but you also have a little like flavor saver going on underneath the lower lip. Right. And it's sculpted. You started sculpting. Have you started waxing it at all? Like trying to shape it. Like it looks sculpted. It looks formed. It looks Mm. you've taken care to shave around it. This is Uh, just its natural way. Yeah. You naturally grow a porn stash in that. I can't. I only shave for my sideburns down. Oh, and that's it. And uh, you just let it go wild. Because I don't know how to do it. Look, I mean, we judge the bell bottoms harshly, but frankly, you're kind of rocking the '70s facial hair. Yeah. Maybe we are suckers for a trend. I think so. Should I start growing my mustache out? Oh, I thought you did. Oh, it'd be so uncomfortable because it would be a ginger stash, which means it would be like spotty, and it would look rosacea. I like that. Redheads shouldn't grow facial hair. Mm-mm. It's just certain things we shouldn't do. We shouldn't attempt to tan. No. Oh, my God. Did you see that video clip that I posted this week? When I did, uh, over the summer, my friend Alex Babbitt, who's a great comic, he, he has a YouTube series called Behind the Mic Stand. Yes, when you guys are sitting on bar yeah. stools. Sitting on bar stools. And there's a white background. And you literally cannot tell where my legs end and the background begins. I am so right. white and the worst part is that was filmed in the summer so that was me with color that was me with a tan huh. so basically I just go from like lily white to parchment in my mind I think I have like a San Tropez color you know sometimes catch myself in the summer and I'm like look at me I'm like ooh I'm a little leathery a little mm, sun kissed you know but you're not. I'm not remotely. It's uh, what I see in my head is not what the world sees. It, proving once and for all, I have incredible dysmorphia. But in that case, in the case of me getting color, I think I'm better off than I am. Like, I think I'm hotter than I am. So that's weird. It's gone in the complete opposite direction. And the other thing that you posted with your Deborah Messing hair. Oh, do you know that was when I was 13 years old? That picture was taken when I was 13 years old. Somebody wrote, you look younger now. And I was like, yes, at the age of 28, I do look younger now. They know. The audience knows. No, they don't. They don't. All I am is a voice to you. All I am. How are Just you feeling? Are you, was the gluten-free cookie good? Delicious, really? all three of them. So you see, but then now what happened is that you've added Diet Coke to three gluten-free cookies. Which means I'm going to explode like a pigeon after a week. <laughs> exactly. You just shellacked your insides. Mm-hmm. You've just added a moisture to a gluten-free product, yep. which is not what should be done. And a carbonated moisture at that. Yeah. Which I know about these things now because, sir, I have had my first colonoscopy today. And you did it because of why? Well, it's preventative. It's a screening. Mm-hmm. Colon cancer is in my family, and they've dropped the age 
of colonoscopies, like substantially, like by to 10 45. years. Yeah, and right. I'm 26. So mm. Got it. Got I figured it. I'd get a jump on it now. So I was like, you know what? I got the insurance. I got the time. And that was my thought behind it. was like, well, let's just do it then. Let's just do it. Get it done. And hey, body dysmorphia, I wanted to see what would happen in the prep if it would flatten my stomach. That is Come no on. way to prep. <laughs> That's motivation, though, in those moments for your colonoscopy prep where you're like, this is awful, but I'm going to have abs. Ooh. It's like, it's the abs same Abs are way. made in the kitchen, not the toilet. Uh-uh. When you have the flu, when you have the flu, aren't you a little bit like, oh my God, I'm going to look so good on the That's end because of this. That's because you're like vomiting. and heaving. Yeah. But you're not. But you're still getting rid of a product that's inside your body taking up space. Okay. 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 So just roll with me on that thought. Okay. Uh, However, comma, so I, you know, in the family, I was like, screw it, let's do it. I got the time. I've got, when, am I, when else am I going to have like two days back to back? Then when we're coming out of another variant and before things start churning again, and it's crappy and it's winter and I'm in, you know? Mm-hmm. So golden. So they don't do the liquid anymore. They do the pills, 12 pills. I take the 12, <laughs> you know what? I should never say that something's not going to happen to me because I get cocky. And when James was telling me his rundown of his colonoscopy, I was like, well, that's not going to happen to me. It's, it's not going to be that harsh for me. It's not going to go like that for me. Mm-hmm. Make your noise of the ship coming into the harbor. Mm-hmm. 1 a.m. Oh, no. It was like somebody was throwing water balloons at the ground. That kind of aggressive, like, water! Water! Coming out of you, like, wah! Like Tommy going in the toilet. Yes, but beyond Tommy. It's not like, eh, 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 eh. it's like, <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> like <laughs> a release of, remember you can't do that on television when yeah. they would drop the stuff on the kid's head and it was just like an aggressive splash. Yes. That was that. And they were all like, your ass is going to be on fire. Your ass is on fire. I love that. And I was like, I don't think it's going to happen like that. <laughs> like daggers, needles, painful s- swelling this is just the prep okay what okay so i go in today i have not met this doctor before he goes in my a okay did you know your gastroenterologist before you did this mm, i think i did so you met him face to face before it was face to ass right before we were doing the human centipede yes and he was the b you yes. were the a correct always so hadn't met him before, and I, I get in there, and they start prepping me, and the girl comes in to put the IV in, and I said to her, Patty, I was like, I'm not good with this. I just want you to know I'm really bad with needles. Okay, they don't believe me. Like, whenever I say this to nurses, they always go, oh, yeah, sure, all right, yeah, sure, we see it. Now, I have not had liquid in my body since 1 in the morning. Now it's like 9. Right, haven't had any solid food in over 24 hours. She puts the tourniquet on my arm, which always wigs me out. Like even thinking about it, like when they put the tourniquet on and spends at least two minutes tapping and rubbing and like patting my arm. And I'm like, she can't find a vein. It's like death becomes her. I can't find anything. There's no pulse. <laughs> There's no pulse. Hold on a minute. Let me throw this away. And so she keeps like 
maneuvering Mark. And now she's talking code to the guy. She's like, I think we'll use a 22. He's like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, oh, God. Already my brain is sending signals. The vasovagal is set off. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. Just I, Then I start really kicking it up a notch. I said, just let you guys know. Just re- reminding you I'm, I'm really not good with this. I'm not good. And so she goes to try it. It goes wrong. How? She can't get a vein. And so now she's just poking me with a large needle in my hand. She retracts it. I said, is it in? Is it in? Is it done? And she go- now I'm talking at this. I'm, what I'm going to recreate for you is exactly what happened. So this is the volume, okay? Is it in? Is it done? No, no. Ugh, I'm, I, you have to stop moving. I can't get the... You know... No, whenever any, anybody says to me, you have to stop moving, I know the faint is coming. And at this point, you want me to faint because I will not be still. So now she's like, you have to stop moving. And I was like, no, no, I'm fainting. I'm fainting. Okay, I'm fainting. I'm fainting. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I said goodbye. Now, did they tell you this or is this untamed? No, I knew it was happening as it was happening. I was like outside of my body a little bit, but I did hear myself say, no, I'm rubbing my face. Like, I'm fainting. I'm faint. Goodbye. Goodbye. And then I passed Like, like you're hanging up the phone. Yes. I hung up the phone on consciousness <laughs> and I passed out. And when I came to, five people were like holding my body down. Do you uh, know what that's like? Well, maybe. <laughs> it's like fire in the sky. That. Yeah. <laughs> But it was a great song. I, I, you plead the fifth. I, <laughs> I, I wake up and I was like, <gasps> I then when like I Joe wake, Beth Williams after she wakes up after yes. from the sky with her daughter. But in the now tub. dial that up by like ten. Uh-huh. And I was like, I had no idea where I was, what was going on. Like when I faint, I go down hard, and. I, when it came to, they were like, it's okay, it's okay, you fainted, this was safe, it's safe, you're safe, it's okay. It's like a water birth. I, yeah, but but I was like, why is everybody, where's it going, where's everybody talking to me? So much? I can't, I can't, I fainted really hard. And the guy who was like the primary nurse sort of checking me in, <laughs> he basically was, he said something about seizure. And I was like, did I have a seizure? And eventually, when I calmed down, he ended up getting the. I go, is it in? Is it in? At least did you get the IV in? And they said no. And I was like, do it now, because I was like a little weak lamb. That's the only time that you're gonna get a needle in my hand is if mm-hmm. I can't fight you anymore. And he got it in, no problem. Great. Straps that thing into me with like twenty pieces of tape. Everybody leaves the room, and now it's just me and him. And I said, did I have a seizure? And he goes, no, you you kind of had an episode. And I was like, what's an episode? Like WKRP or? Like, yeah, like, and just like that, mm-hmm. or disappointing. Oh, God. It was disappointing and aggressive. And that's basically what he said. He's like, you you sort of um, were startled awake. <laughs> You obviously don't know me. I didn't have a seizure. That's how I wake up from pretty much everything. That's how I wake up in the morning. It's like, <gasps> where am I? What? Well, you, wake, you wake up like that? No, I wake up from a faint like that, though. I do. Oh. It's, it's an aggressive reentry. Like Moth said, your fainting style is not good. You need to learn how to wake up from a faint better. 
was like, I'll take the note. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks, Mom. And uh, so finally they wheel me into the place. Now, at this point, word has gotten out that I've fainted. Everybody who's now comes into the room is like, hey, I've heard you had a fainting spell. Hey, heard you had a fainting spell. You had an episode. So now Dr. Han comes in. Oh, my God. I love this guy. He, first of all, he's a fetus. He comes in, he's like 18 years old. I like that. So he's Doogie Howser. Yeah, that's exactly what I said to the nurse when I left. I said, that guy's like Doogie Howser. And he goes, a lot of people like an older doctor. And I said, no, 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 no. I want a younger doctor. You know what? I want to know that that guy's been playing like Fortnite and he's got great hand-eye coordination. Because if you're going up there with a scope, I want you to like be able to maneuver correctly. Like, Because you've been playing Wii for most of your life. Okay, yeah. And the other guy's just been drinking. And yeah, shaking. exactly. And I once had like a, a an ENT that basically used machinery that was like a hamster in a wheel. That's how he propelled it and started all of it. It's pretty good. Yeah. So give me a young guy who, who knows, you know, how to do Grand Theft Auto and get the demons out of me. And he had the best bedside manner. There was something so calming about this Like a lot of child. duct tape and like a knee on your chest. Like yeah, yeah, at that point. It's just, give me a ball gag. It was like, it was so calming. I was like, oh my God, you're going to see my A real soon. And then he left and the anesthesiologist came in and I was like, mm, yeah, let's do this. Let's give, okay, you, you pin me down, you put the needle in, now give me the good shit. And everybody kept over-promising on this anesthesia. Everybody who came in, even Jim was like, you'll have the best nap of your life. The doctor was like, you're about to have a great nap. Anesthesiologist comes in, he's like, wait until you check this nap. This nap is going to be the best nap you've ever had. And you never went under. Oh, I, well, that was my worry. I was like, you're going to have to really dial it up a notch. So brings me in, starts the anesthesia. He goes, all right, so um, we'll see you in a little bit. Have a great nap. And then a minute goes by and I'm, I'm blinking. And I'm really like making sure they know my eyes are open because I'm like, and after a minute I went, I'm still here. I, I shouldn't be here, right? Like, should I not, <laughs> should I not be here anymore? <laughs> and he goes, oh, you're, okay, well, um, you should start to feel woozy real soon. And I was like, you know what? Swoozy Kurt? I was, oh, oh, yeah. Vodka. And then I passed out. I said vodka. And then I was under. <laughs> All the secrets have been revealed. Vodka and goodbye. Vodka goodbye. The title of my autobiography. Goodbye, vodka. vodka. Goodbye, dot, 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 vodka. So when you came to, when you were done. Yes. How did you feel? Uh, I did feel like I was waking up from a nice nap. Damn, they were right on time. And uh, they had moved my appointment up earlier. So now... They were wheeling in the guy who came after me, and they put him in the little section. You know, it's like a triage, so it's just a curtain mm-hmm. between you. This guy was like in his 80s or 90s, coughing. Hadn't, hadn't wiped in a while. Oh, my God. I can't. First of all, I was like, I'm sure that my A was a walk in the park compared to what he saw after me. Mm. Had, I mm. did want to ask. But I was like, maybe that's a line, too. Was it dirty? Was it was like it, a dirty you, park? No, he did say I was very clean. Doctor came in, he was like, you did a great job cleaning yourself out. And I was like, I know. I go all out. I get okay. thorough. But 
Great. The guy they put next That's to me, information. he's in his 80s. Instantly, as soon as they put him in that little section, <laughs> coughing like he had the original plague. Like 1800. <laughs> and I'm so aware that Maybe there is just Maybe his voiceover from Model T's. <laughs> Maybe it was Christina Aguilera. <laughs> 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 I, I, and his name was Carl. Hot which, Carl? Hot, coffin Carl. Uh-oh. He was Coffin Carl. As soon as he- Headed to <laughs> he the stuck, coffin. Carl. Yeah, throw him in a coffin now, Carl. Because they came over, they were like, Carl, Carl, can you please put your hand over your mouth when you cough? And I was like, can, Carl, can you put your hand upon my hip and when I dip, you dip, we dip, Carl. <laughs> but for the record, with Coffin Carl, one- piece of cloth away from me. I pretty much ripped that IV out of my arm, threw my clothes on it. I was like, are we done here? We're done here, right? I'll just leave with this thing attached to my hand. I'm fine with living with this now. So you were like a garbage bell kid collection. <laughs> Coffin Carl and epileptic Aaron. <laughs> yes. Like just like blood out of a tourniquet. And he just has vomit. That's how they shit. listed us. And we come with free gum. With- who doesn't like that? Exactly. Guy? Flavorless. So, you know, the, the Han came in, told me why I was, this house is clean. <whistles> yep. And then they, they made me get he dressed. He licked his fingers and, and snapped. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He just if cleans the rim with his finger. This is clean. If you are a gastroenterologist, you have to have a sense of humor about what you did. What would you do if you're gastroenterologist? Look, look. Wonderful job today. Wonderful job. Oh, sorry. I just said chicken. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. My bad. They have it the in nur- the break room. The nurse, the nurse gets Sorry, it was someone's birthday. Oh, 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 but you were great. Nice and clean. <laughs> the final coup de grace was that they were like, great, so just get dressed and sit in those recliners. Wait for your husband over there. And I go to sit in these recliners. They were like blue marble material. And uh, I was like, all right, going to sit. That's a shit stain. <laughs> Gross. I was like, you guys, check your materials. I am not sitting in that puddle chair. Can I sit somewhere else other than... Do you have a VIP lounge? <laughs> somewhere I can relax away from Coffin Carl? Laugh, 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 laugh. It was like comic. It was so over the top that I was like, he's faking it. It's kind of like um, beep, uh, beep, beep. one of those trucks on the expressway when they're like... Trying to slow down. Exactly. And he looked like one of those guys, too. He'd roughly been on the road that long. Oh, okay. Road hard, put away Carl. Hey, Carl. Oh, my God. All this was this morning. So good to see you. That's great. So I still have anesthesia in my body. Anti-esthesia. And they said, uh, we recommend, they said, avoid alcohol. And I was like, no problem. But I would like to see how it mixes with whatever's left in my veins. <laughs> I just, fucking, where am I going? You told me I can't drive. I'm, a, I'm stuck here. I have a perfectly clean A. I want to take it out for a spin. I mean, you might as well. Let's start wrecking this colon. They gave me pictures of it, too. She looks lovely. It's well preserved. That's wonderful. Yeah, shiny. It's like a before and after in like <laughs> spaces. It's a who wore it best. In yeah. Us magazine. So we're going to use Aaron's colon. And what Aaron said she wanted was a, um, a, 
a man cave. And then they're going to send that guy Doug in there. He's going to put moss on the walls and everybody's going to be disappointed. Like, oh, that's not what she wanted. That's not what I wanted. Shit brown walls. Mm. Why did you cover up the fireplace? I, oh, mm. that's sad. Yeah. That's my adventures in colon blow. That is a wonderful Thank day. you. Isn't that a wonderful? It's so nice to know that I know when I'm going to faint. And I'm letting you know. The plane is coming in for a landing. Mm. And as much as you try to coach me through the faint, and they were all there going, if you need to faint, that's fine. You're here. You're in a safe space. There's no amount of talk. Have you ever fainted? No. Never in your life. So you don't understand what this feeling is. No. The sensation of, I imagine that this is what death is like. I I faint semi on the regs. It's been a while since I've fainted. Mm. But... I, I, you know, I think I've already seen what it's like to die. And it's okay. The only thing is nobody's going to, if I wake up and five people are holding me down, it will be, I was about to say in heaven, but. Probably not. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to make the cut. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll be warm as long as it's warm. I need heat. Yes. But at the same time, you'll need sunscreen. I know. Touche. Touche, Boucher. So how was your day? I'm not allowed to talk about things like that on the on the podcast. All right, hard left. Have you caught up on? Oh wait, no, wait. We need to talk. Look, I know that we're not a recap podcast. There's too many of those things out there. Those people, mm-hmm. these two people who are like, we're gonna recap these episodes. I don't I need just to recap the want, whole episode. I don't need to recap. I just want to celebrate the return of Ozark. Oh, I thought you were going to be and just like that. No, I feel like we've played her out. We get the idea. There's I, no joy. That's all. I watched the last episode. I don't even know what I watched. No. There's not even real scenes. No. That's why Netflix is like, you know what? Come over here. HBO has something bad happening over there. We've got you. We've got Ozark. we got Ruth saying, I don't know shit about fuck. I am so happy she's back. You know she's going to die. And she's. Don't say that. What are you talking about? Don't say that. Because you know that old woman who's been sleeping with that 17-year-old is going to kill her. Wait a minute. That's probably Where how... are you at with with the viewing? of Now, they've taken the final... This is the final season. Right. Am I right? So they've done the thing that's annoying, which they divide the final season up. They're like, we're only going to give you six now because this is all you can handle. And I'm over here mainlining it like, give me more anymore. Oh, I'm only in like episode three or four. Oh, okay. But it seems like she's about to kill her. I finished it in a day. Oh. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I, I'm not going to... Because she's, she's a, she's a Simmerin, that old bitch. You mean um, Darlene? Right. Darlene, she said, yeah, okay, She's all right. rough. Then we'll, we'll come, we'll circle back when you finished. So I'm not going to say anything. I've finished the first half oh, of the season. Okay. All I know... Is that Ruth is back, and I'm very happy about it because she's extra angry because now she has ashes in a cookie jar. You fucking fuckity fucks. You stupid sons of bitch fucks, cock knockers. At some, like, I was watching these, like, couple episodes, and I'm just like, at what point? She's kind of, like, lost her footing now. Like, As a character? In the town where everyone's like, we got it. We got it with the F the F bomb, the shit this, and well, so they just cock. like let it give it. They yeah, give like, her a pass. Okay, 
Yeah, oh, this okay. is what she did. But now she owns the, the Lazy O Motel. So get your ass over there and start making all those sheets and cleaning them fucking things while I'm answering all these. I never wanted to own this goddamn hotel. I didn't want to clean a pool, goddamn it. I just want a lot of money. <clears throat> like, if I, I, there's no way this bitch comes in and buys this hotel and I'm going to listen to her. Just like bitch to me all day. But like, and I only get like 50 bucks a week. Ugh. Fuck off. Fuck off, Lazio. I feel like she'd actually be a good auctioneer. <laughs> Coming up next, we have a piece of art that I don't give a fucking shit about this shit fuck piece of art, but you rich motherfuckers are going to purchase it, so let's start the bid at $1,000. $1,000 I can buy and sell you, because I'm richer than you think I am, you dick cocks. <laughs> I think the anesthesia like, is wearing you, off. Eventually, you do have to... Uh, Announce prices. Uh, <laughs> I said a thousand dollars, you motherfucker. Get the shit out of your ears. Now I'm over here trying to get rid of this Degas or this Monet or whatever the fuck this is, a Banksy or some shit. I don't know. It's got pieces of crap on painting, and who gives a crap? Because you guys have more money than you know what to do, and you're just gonna hang this over your toilets at one thousand dollars. So how'd she do? Well, everyone left, so uh, <laughs> there was no sales today. She spat on the first five rows. I don't know what that was about. Uh, but I am so happy they're back. God, what a great show. It's a great show. It's so anxiety-inducing. I know. I think that's why I like it. But I don't know. I can't keep up with all of it. It's just there's so much good TV out there. Why leave your house? I hear you. I hear you. I see you. I honor you. I see your facial hair. Mm Mm-hmm. I honor your facial hair. Yes. Should we start? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Lean in. Because it's time. To say, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Ken Jennings. <laughs> I'm Cece Peniston. And we're coming to you from the Maha R Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hello, possums. <laughs> Hello, darlings. Let me look at you. Oh, you've aged. <laughs> you've aged tragically. <laughs> I'm still the she oh, sure is. is and Dame we Edna? sure are. That Yes, that dame. Well, we got two dames over here. Yes, you're a dame. You're my honorable dame. There ain't nothing like him. And this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of two dames, Ann Landers and Dear Rabby. We're bringing them to a comedy concert, and then we're shotgunning them into the back alley with some crap weed. And then we're making them fall in love with us, and then we're making them leave a long-term marriage to follow us to Cleveland. Okay, we're reading their articles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something like that. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias, at Dear Official, on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Don't forget about that pesky little YouTube page where you can see if our faces match our voices. We have a website, DearPodOfficial.com, where you can binge every last episode, one after the other after the other. But you can do that on all of your streaming platforms, anyone. I do mean streaming not so please remember to rate, review, and subscribe and push us up, up, up the ladder, please. And while you're at it, email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. If you have an advice question that needs to be answered by completely unqualified individuals, we will answer them right here. That would be us. On to air. Yes. 
Yes, we will. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. Now, if you were listening to last week's episode, and if you have it, what are you waiting for? Go back and listen to it right now. Our Patreon subscribers got dropped a picture of Patty in a very large baby costume. True. And the people enjoyed it, and they said yay. And then they said, is that a real safety pin? It's uncomfortably close to your crotch. Yes. Yes, it is. You did it for the gram. I did it for the, what was that song? I did it for the nookie. for the money. Oh, I did it for the nookie. So you can take your cookie and shove it up your, see what a love song that is. Where did he go? You know what? He's with that guy who sang the thong song. He's with Cisco. (laughs) On the island of forgotten men. That's another one of those assholes. It's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this some shit music. And then I'm also going to take down these pop princesses while I'm at it. And like that whole like slut shaming Christina Aguilera. And it's like, wait, Cisco slut shamed Christina? No, uh, What's his name? Cookie? The cookie guy? Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst. Oh, that was Fred Durst? Yeah. I don't even know. Asshole. Look, his name has Limp in the title. She shouldn't have done it. Um, uh, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have done have it. Got it. None of them should have done it. I don't think if your name is Limp that you should, that you should ever be open up your anything. mouth to attack anybody. Exactly. You're on not solid footing. Right. Soft footing. Mm. Gentle, soft footing. Speaking of gentle and soft... Well, hey, it's a gentle, soft month. We have survived the shit month of January and we're the very tiny, teeny, baby, ooh, wanna be a month of February. Of shit February. Shit February. We've continued the shit straight through. Because but everyone thinks February is a good month when actually it is not a good it's month. It's just kind of like extended January. It's like January in overtime. Correct. Yeah. But there's that shit holiday smack dab in the middle. But that's just something we made up to make the time pass. And right. we as humans, like I've said, could do away with this at any time in the same way we could do away with daylight savings. But we don't. No. We collectively agree for some reason we're too bored and we need to place a stupid, pointless holiday in the middle of everything. That also makes people feel like shit. Always, whether you're with somebody or not. And it starts in grade school, whether you get Valentine's or not. Oh, uh, like, <gasps> poor Charlie Brown. Oh my God, didn't it get, that was where the anxiety really started. That and Operation, the board game. It, it's if, like, who's going to give you what Valentine in your little paper bag that your teacher made you make mm-hmm. and that you tape to the front of your desk? Right. And if you don't get any, and then some bitch that gets all of them, it's like, you know what? Yeah. Setting us up for a lifetime of disappointment. Yeah. I would like warm up milk duds and drop them in each and every bag. I'm like, yeah, it's a little piece of shit for you. <laughs> oh my God. I thought you were for real. I was like, well, how did you warm them up when you were in second grade? I'll be right out. He's, why is that boy in the teacher's lounge using the microwave? How do you know how to get Never in? mind, Cheryl. <laughs> Oh, Patrick, it's you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be filing later? You're uh, going to put that cigarette out before you go back to first grade? Yes, Joan. Yes, I will. Joan. Yeah, that's where it all begins. We're in the month of crap, February. So we're going for love themes. Love. Love all month, all for... Exciting and new. Four weeks of it do we get? Four crap weeks of crap. Is that correct? Thing? Crap weeks for you know crap we forget weeks. that March is pretty crap too. But here's the good news: I don't forget that uh, because I am a, a white girl. Mercury is out of retrograde on February third, so it we is. can all start it's a communicating. Short month. Four weeks. Okay, four 
Baby weeks. But we just started. But okay, can we try to look at the gla- that February is half full? All right. Uh, I have dates coming up this month. Go to erinmcguire.com, then check that shit out. I'm doing my, uh, I'm headlining the Stress Factory in both New Brunswick and Bridgeport. They're taking me to two different locations. Oh. I am leading the night on the Women Fine and Comedy Night. So oh. check me out on Instagram, Aaron McGuire Official, on oh. all your everything. That's, God damn it, it's M-A-G-U-I-R-E. I don't know how much more. How can I scream it from the rooftops? I don't know. I got excited because I watched that tender bar on Amazon and the guys, the character's name is J.R. McGuire. And I'm like, come on, man. And he's spelling it my way. M-A-G-U-I-R-E. And it's nothing helps. Jerry McGuire, Toby McGuire, Lizzie McGuire. None of the McGuires are helping me. I'm sorry about that. With the spelling of said name. The alleged name. Alleged. This is why I wanted to take Jim's name when we got married. And he said no. Why? He's like, no. You're... I'm not giving you my name. You already have one. It's Aaron McGuire. Like, he was more progressive than me. Oh. But I really just was looking at it from a business perspective. And now how do you feel? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did you make the right decision? Because I don't know. I can honestly say, because Aaron Ferris might be quirky, but in a Sherry O'Terry kind of way? I don't know. Mm. So, it's I... It's never I, too late. I it's mean. never too... It is too late to change. I've come too far. I'm too well known. I have like two thousand followers on Instagram. Oh, you're right. You're I, don't, right. I don't like. There's I've no already peaked. Now. People yeah. know me too well. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I can't it. disappoint them. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. I get, I get it. it. I'm kind yeah. of a big deal. So we're doing love themes this month, kids. Starting with love songs. Mm. Hey, love songs. Do you and hey. Marcus have a song? Not really. Not really. Neither do we. What was your first? Did you have a first dance? No. You mean like at her wedding? Yeah. No. Oh, oh my we, God. Well, with the judgment eyes, we did, sometimes I mean, we people didn't have do a, that. We didn't have a, uh, no, we didn't. You just had a refined dinner. We had a refined dinner and just a gathering. Okay. And then we murdered four people. Oh, those are my favorite kind of weddings. Yeah. Well, I mean, for everybody. favors, it, it gets you out of having to give people cake balls like everybody else. Right. You can just cut someone's balls off. Exactly. And then everybody take a piece with you when you go. Yeah. I call fine. lowered intestines. You never know. I mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving because it's long. It is so long. I know. Mm. I had mine cleaned out. <laughs> so, yes, we're talking about love songs this week. Patois, you want to kick us off? Sure. This is from the Ash- Asheville Citizen Times, Asheville, North Carolina, August 11th, 1974. Dear Abby, we live in a small town and have always belonged to the Presbyterian Church. Our daughter is going to be married and wants a church wedding, so we want so we went to our minister to discuss the wedding plans with him. When our daughter told the minister that she wanted two special love songs sung at her wedding, he said, I will not allow love songs to be sung at my church. Get that, Abby. His church. Does he have the right to dictate what kind of songs can be sung at our daughter's wedding? Rush your reply, please. Signed, Upset. Dear Upset, to quote from the rules of all the United Presbyterian Churches in the United States of America, the Christian marriage ceremony is a service of worship before God, normally conducted within the house of God. Reverence shall be expected on all part of all present, and the service shall be under the sole direction of the minister. 
such music as accompanies the ceremony should direct attention to God, who sacrifices marriage and special care should be taken to assure that it is suitable and reverent. Even though some ministers will bend the rules a little in order to accommodate some parishioners, not all will. So if your minister chooses to strictly go by the book, he is within his right. Father, um, when I walk down the aisle, I want it to be back that ass up and uh, for the recession, WAP. Right. And I initially was going to do What's Love Got to Do With It, then I realized... Uh, maybe that maybe that it should have something to do with it, and then everyone's going to think I'm a gold digger. But then I was like, well, I quite. I what about am. gold digger? What about well, gold digger coming down the aisle? Right. Or, she ain't messing with no broke, broke. You could do the remix, the you know, the radio remix. Or I don't want no short dick, man. No, 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 no. How about yeah. that? No, We're but not that's gonna... for the recession. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Also, you have to bear in mind, like, what are you going to play at the reception, too? Right. Like, yeah. you just don't want to give it all away the first night. Exactly. I want to get down, but not the first night. Mm-hmm. Like, Keep Monica. on coming, coming, coming. I don't know. And do you want the, like, the the chorus to sing it? Like, I, the choral I mean, singers? Or do you want, like, a DJ at the church playing it when you come down the aisle. I can't imagine that going well in a church with like a boom box and your tape. Yeah, there's not a lot of good acoustics. It's a different... My (gasps) mixtape! Can you just fast forward this to the third song, please? Do you know that they're still ridiculously, in this day and age, militant about that kind of stuff? What? About things of songs being sung or uh, in churches or like played in churches? Because well, with my imagine. jewels, the fa- his father's funeral, he was going to sing at his fa- father's funeral, and they nixed it because it wasn't like a hallelujah, hallelujah. It was like an Irish song that he wanted to sing, and they were like, "Oh no, we can't have that. We're just going to be back here touching the altar boys, but we can't, we can't right. have you sing an Irish exactly. song to honor your father. And we'll just be back Absolutely here not. drinking all Don't of the communion wine. Don't look behind this curtain. No, 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 no. We have no. You cannot play that song. We are just drowning in debt from all these sexual lawsuits. Exactly. That and is tacky. God would be offended by you singing an Irish song at your father's funeral. But we'll be back here giving BJ's. Okay, all right, enjoy your funeral. They denied my mom a request to play a song at my dad's funeral. What? And I was, we were like, huh. She gave birth to eight kids. They all went to this fucking school. She still gives money every week to the stupid church. Uh-uh. She buys those stupid poinsettias. She like does all the stuff for the church, and you can't play the uh, a f- five second. It's not even like a full song. I would have gone full mob boss. I'd be like, do you know how much money I give to your establishment? So goddamn it, get back there and put on Celine Dion's "Coming Back to Me Now." <laughs> do it right now, right the fuck now, or I'm gonna take you out your kneecaps. I'm gonna stop the money source. I mean, what's what harmful song can be played at a fucking funeral? That's who's who's up there like that. It's not like you're gonna whip out WAP. Right. Get a bucket and a WAP. <laughs> you know. I mean, come on. So what's the what's the harm in letting people do their own song? It was such a drama too. They were like, no, we just it's just that's tacky. Well, I guess what you know what, dumb. How about Churches are like stupid. anything from Jason Derulo? Uh, <laughs> could, could, look, Father, I just I want I want to play Gorilla by Bruno Mars when 
when the casket comes down. Does the organist have anything from Hole? <laughs> Do you guys know any Soundgarden? No? Okay. What about the long version of Stairway to Heaven? What about you with the guitar? Do you know anything? No? Okay. <laughs> Rape me? Nirvana? Nothing? No, none of you this? don't? Okay. okay. Well. It's only a few chords. Yeah, you it's could... just, we're just. You know it... what? I brought a lead sheet. Let's just. If don't mind me. Oh, you're going to cut the mic. Okay. I got oh, a loud okay. voice. I, That's, a loud I can voice. I can sing above you. How All about right. Partition by Beyonce? <laughs> Monica Lewinsky doll <laughs> on my butt. <laughs> Amen. Love songs. Love songs with Delilah. I'm not going to write you a love song, but I am. And this one comes from the it. Vancouver Sun, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, June 15th, 1971. What to sing at wedding? Dear Ann Landers, our daughter is getting married in the fall. Her fiancé has a beautiful voice and she wants him to sing at their wedding. The young man's mother wants him to sing also. My husband and I are not sure this is proper. Please give us your opinion. We will do as you say. Oh. As you say, oh, okay. Anne, signed from Baltimore. Signed from Baltimore. Not even dear Baltimore. This just says, answer! <laughs> and she put an A. Like, there's no editor for this paper. So it says, answer. Answer. Answer! If the Baltimore Oriole would like to sing at his own wedding, I see no reason why he shouldn't. But make sure he selects something appropriate. For example, what kind of fool am I would not be suitable for this occasion? Ian! It's just piggybacking on our last theme. Right. Slash, I remember back in my catering days, I catered some abnormally rich woman's, like, fifth wedding. And it was such a, like, a bougie, weird affair. It was one of these, like, they're renting out a studio space, like a loft. We're renting out a loft, and we're going to make it our own. It's like all white loft. Um... Did you have to wear wellies? Uh, no, there, there was no required. <laughs> Just wear your stupid, <laughs> uncomfortable tuxedo that you bought at the restaurant <laughs> supply store and be done with it. And then walk. I was ready to walk right out one of their plate glass vin- windows because this woman made this wedding her karaoke cabaret. No. Shit no. you not. It was so funny. You shit my it was not. like it was a like a Jennifer Coolidge moment, you know? So she finishes, like they get like the, first of all, they're doing the vows. Could you imagine if I sincerely ever looked at Jim and our vows and I'm like, I don't know much, but I know I love you. In all sincerity. Remember no. the big misdirect that Chuck did at his wedding? It wasn't there. Oh, what was the misdirect? The misdirect was he goes to do his vows to to Paul, and he started to sing, and it was so he just was like, "I I've prepared something special for this day." You know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Could you imagine (laughs) if I did that, you guys? (laughs) And And then, of course, proceeded to read like the best vows ever, but it was so funny. It was so good, but people, there's people out there, and this woman sang to this guy in the middle of her vows, and then the reception starts. All the activity, she makes everybody stop like what they're doing. Everybody's buzzing. It's cocktail hour. It's Mm -mm. hors d'oeuvres. It's this. Okay, everybody. Mm -mm. Mm. 
honestly love you. No. Goes through the song, whatever these songs are that she's singing. I swear to God, More by the end one? of it. Oh, Patty, she kept stopping the end. I was like, then, okay, great. Oh, great. She sang. Okay. Party starts back up again. About 20 minutes later, action stops. By the end, she was like doing selections from Mamma Mia. No. It was so, but the best was to watch all the guests, like register. Like, like just oh eye darting all of Yes, all they're like, this bitch is doing this again. I just want to have crab cakes and champagne and talk to you. And now I have to stop and watch Marilyn McCoo do her 54 below selections I'd have at her to, wedding. I'd have to pretend I dropped my napkin and just like hide underneath the table and just like <laughs> have the church giggles. Until... I'd just grab the champagne and leave. I would grab a bottle, I'd go in an elevator shaft, and I'd call it a day. Or no, I'd probably, I'd probably have to leave because I'd be laughing and then choking on something that I'm drinking. We and would be I'd tapping like... each other under. This would be one of these I'm pushing you under the table moments. Yes, with a knife. <laughs> All right, hit me with another. Article. Okay. This is from the Daily Spectrum, St. George, Utah, October 16th, 1988. Dear Abby, I love music. Songs float around in my head day in and day out, and it doesn't bother me. Once it was different, though. I simply could not turn it off. After my dentist filled two teeth next to each other, I started hearing tunes I was not familiar with. Uh, I thought perhaps I'd heard them in my sleep. Upon retiring, I heard Singing in the Rain. From beginning to end. The movie, that is. Singing, dialogue, the works. I awakened my husband and asked him if he could hear anything. He said no. He came to the conclusion that these two new fillings in my teeth acted as the receiver. We checked the TV guide and sure enough, Singing in the Rain was was the late movie. I didn't need to turn on the TV as I was hearing the whole thing. After the movie, I heard two policemen speaking to each other on their CBs. I looked out my window and saw two patrol cars parked out outside, one in front of each other. I heard every word they were saying to each other. It was a sleepless night. I got an emergency appointment with my dentist the next morning, and I told him my story. He laughed, and he insisted that this was not possible. However, after filing between those two newly filled teeth, the weird noises, music, and voices stopped. Smart husband. Dumb dentist. Huh? Signed, Jerry McBeth. In Denver. Oh, Mrs. McBeth. Dear jury, I believe you. Years ago, a schoolmate sat in study hall and she said she was listening to the World Series but didn't know how it was getting through to him. The teacher thought the boy was either lying or hallucinating and told his parents that their son needs to see a psychiatrist. As it turned out, he was receiving the ball game through the, fi- the fillings in his teeth. That'd be great. Could you imagine? Open up your mouth. Let me see if the Mets won. Didn't that happen on the Brady Bunch? Where somebody got reception in their mouth? Yeah, like it was like their headgear was a Jan. Oh, that tracks. (gasps) I had so much metal in my mouth for the majority of my life. Why did I not pick up like KRP in Cincinnati? Could you imagine if I opened up my mouth and it was like an episode of the Uh, Golden Girls? (laughs) Well, it pretty much is. (laughs) That'd be such a cool party trick. Could only she hear it? She like if she opened her mouth, could somebody hear inside her mouth? I I mean, is it? Is it like when you put your like your iPhone in like a pot and it like Yeah, it amplifies right. it exactly. Or in a bowl. Yeah. So if you just ram- open up your mouth and everyone's like, Thank you it's for a- being <laughs> Wait. Wait, open your mouth. Wait. Is that whistle by Flo Rida? <laughs> what am I hearing? So she stayed up all night um having the Hearing and hearing listen- singing in the rain, the movie. Why is this a bad thing? 
I don't know. That's but better I mean, than maybe cable. Maybe you're trying to go to bed. I know. Well, I mean, just close your mouth a little harder. Maybe you won't hear it as much. Can you imagine if you thought you were going nuts? Like, Helen, if you don't get out of this bedroom. <laughs> Claire, go and take your teeth out. Get the fuck out of or here. T- so, tell the neighbor to turn off Turner Classics. <laughs> I can't get enough rest. I started just picking up the, the reception from next door. What can I do? Wow, that's awesome. That I kind of like this. It's, I I don't know. I, I see the perks in this. That's like a buzzing, like a constant buzzing, like a like not being able to find that mosquito. Like tinnitus. And just constantly like, but you're doing that with your jaw. Yeah, like you're, but you're to, doing like, with like, your jaw and AMC. By like, just like crunching down like, on your Who's feet. watching Walking Dead? I can hear it in here. Turn it off. Wouldn't that be funny if every time like he like ground his teeth or whatever or like chomped down, like he changed the channel and people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> you could hear like the neighbor. <laughs> Damn it. It's like the scene from Who's Poltergeist. Who's fucking with my remote? I'm trying to watch the game over here. Well, my kid wants to watch Sesame Street. Well, I'm trying to watch the game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Click down on your jaw. All right. Change it to Sesame <laughs> Street. <laughs> okay. Now back. To put on NBC. No CNN. No Fox. No back to CNN. No back to Fox. <laughs> no back to CNN. No two. No five. No five. seven. Left eye. Right eye. Left eye. Right. I see better, nothing but benefit better, in better, this. Better, good, better, bad, better, mm. good. No. This makes me want to touch my fillings right now. Touch my fillings. Put your With tongue your inside. With your tongue. Did you ever have braces? Yes. Yes, I did. So we had a lot of metal in our mouths that we could have been picking up some signals somewhere. It wasn't that. But knowing cool. me, it would be like contact with Jodie Foster. Like I'd just hear. All the signals that the aliens are trying to send down to us. Like, well, that's not fun. <laughs> this sucks, you guys. That th- Maybe that's why her name is McBeth. <laughs> I'm McBeth. I can't close my mouth anymore because every time I do, I pick up all the news networks. Like, she's crazy. Hi, I'm new to class, and she's crazy. I can tell just from standing here at the <laughs> No, I'm class. not crazy. I'm just watching the cable, okay? Okay. My name is Jesse McBeth. Enjoy the show. Or the, Bri- or the British student, if you're. <laughs> oh, I'm about to run out of juice on my computer. All right. I got another. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Wait, oh. let me let me open my mouth. I'm singing another article. I'm another article. From the Oshkosh Northwestern in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yes. September 26, 1998. Catalina. Love song or magic. None of it makes sense. Dear readers, here's another How We Met story for those who enjoy them. Those who don't, including my daughter in Boston, can read something else. (laughs) Dear Anne. Oh, wait. Dear Anne, please let me tell you how I met my wife. It was a beautiful night in the casino on Santa Catalina Island off the coast of California. Freddie Martin's orchestra was playing. The year was 1939. I looked up and there she was, a good-looking, dark-haired cutie. The orchestra played Tonight We Love, and I asked her for a dance. There was something magical in the air that night. We danced every number together, and I didn't let her out of my sight all evening. I asked for a telephone number and called her up a few days later. 
We dated several times, and after a delightful and romantic courtship, we were married. Forty years later, we celebrated our anniversary by returning to Santa Catalina Island. And would you believe, Freddie Martin and his orchestra were playing in that evening at the casino. We stopped by and told him how his orchestra had provided the music for our first encounter and that it was our 40th wedding anniversary. He said, what a coincidence. It was exactly 40 years ago that I played my first engagement in this very place. Freddie Martin is no longer with us, but we are planning to celebrate our 60th wedding anniversary at the casino on Santa Catalina. We are going to request that the band play Tonight We Love. Signed, Vern and Laverne in Carlsbad, California. No, that's not. (laughs) That's not a thing. Vern and Laverne. Dear Vern and Laverne. You two sound like a truly romantic couple and still deeply in love after all these years. I hope the band at the casino knows your love song. I'll bet if you contact the casino ahead of time and tell them your story, they'll have it ready for you. Thanks for writing. Ian! Vern Vern and and Laverne. Listen, my parents are named Vern and Laverne, and if you have a problem with that, then well, you can just go shit fucking dick fucking cock sucking fucking nuts. Laverne. I don't think I, I broke up with someone because they had my name. I like it couldn't. I couldn't be like, "Hi, Patrick." Oh, that is kind of a deal breaker, isn't it? That's not. What if he was like your one true love too? He could have been, but then I, I had to. I had. Oh. I could never date an Aaron. That's a problem. Aaron and Aaron are coming over. Yeah, so I'm sure he was really nice. He was very nice, but I. I you couldn't see it through. Not with that no. name. No. I was still sort of coming out anyway. He oh, was good. really nice, but no. But for a Patrick. I can't. No. If that's if it's not that hot to begin with. Uh, I met him. Where did I meet him? I met him at, I, I went to, so my coming out, I didn't really have friends to go out with. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to go by myself unless I went with like a girlfriend. But a lot of times you can't just you yeah you can't be the asshole that brings your girlfriend and be like um, I'll be right back and then like you never come back and you abandon her right so I ne- I never did that because I'm not an asshole oh good for you so then I would go by myself which is if you don't have any friend gay friends and you're just like a little weird yeah and especially being a newbie <laughs> uh-huh. to gay town so you're just kind of stumbling around what did you do you would just go to the bar and just sit at the bar with a drink right yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you don't want to go. Available. You don't want to like go to the dance floor and dance by yourself. Or do you? You don't. How are your moves? They're fine. I can't but I'm imagine not you're that. a big dancer at clubs and or weddings and events. Mm, no, not really. I guess it all depends. No, not. How really. do you dance? Huh? How do you dance when you're at parties? Oh, just square dancing. <laughs> I'm picturing you doing like just the electric slide. Like you only it's chime very in formal. chicken dance. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. It's like anything in Oklahoma. Just like a lot of line dancing. <laughs> just really good at that. I'm really good at form and function. <laughs> I force do si do on anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I Even just do like ballet solos. Yeah. I just can't picture you. Did you dance at, you and I met at a wedding. Galen's wedding. Yeah. So did you dance at that wedding? No. I did not. Yeah. Everybody was too drunk anyway, I feel like, at that point. <laughs> yeah. <I think> so. <laughs> so wait. So go back for a second. Okay. Songs being the theme. Uh, 
Did you ever have somebody who was like, this is our song? Did you ever date somebody who said that? I think I did, and I think they forced songed me, and I was like... No, mm. I know what you're talking about with the forced song. Like, no, no, no. That's not how this works. Like, this is our spot. This is our song. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. This is no, our breakup. Not. Yeah. It's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we're not on the same page. Wow. I do remember my first kiss. He was like, our song is Rush Rush. By Paul Abdul? Yes, I was assigned Rush Rush by Paula Abdul. No I only one, kissed him No one once. wants to make out to that. Hey, hurry, love it, come to me. <laughs> she, she may not have even sang on it. <laughs> that was a bad choice. But in retrospect, it was the 90s. Like, what choices did we have? It was that or Debbie Gibson. That's better. Um. At least she wrote it. I get lost in, in your eyes. Yeah, that's okay. something. Yeah. All right. Well, I and had I, Rush Rush. It wasn't given. It was assigned to me. Force songed. He force songed um, me. Wait. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you know he was gay when he assigned it to you? Well, he kissed me, so probably. Okay. That should have been the first tip off. That he was gay. Yeah. Well, first tip off would have been like, this is our song. Number two, here's me kissing you. Like you're a man. Yeah, exactly. And then trying to blow you. And then blow he's you. telling you to turn around and don't look me in the eyes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he never called me back. <laughs> and that was back in the day of landlines, kids. Oh, I like that. Yes. No songs. Uh, do my, my Jules and I don't have a song. We don't have like a song. No, never I request mean, a song that's like, this is our thing. One night we listened to a lot of, we were uh, on this this. Uh, apartment building that I lived there was we had a uh, furnished rooftop and oh. there was a hammock and we would listen to a lot of Jamie Cullum who's he he's a British singer never so heard like, oh. of him so it's like oh he, when he comes on I don't know if it's like a particular song but just him in general makes you think of Marcus yeah and Marcus's banana hammock and his banana yeah wow Jamie Cullum it's like pre-Ed Sheeran yeah Oh, everybody had. And then we saw him in concert at uh, 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 whatever it's called on the Upper West Side, the Beacon. Oh, that's nice. Where I've also seen Mariah Carey Christmas concert. Oh my, that's where it was. One of them, and then it moved to Madison Square. I I was like, how can the Beacon hold that kind of well? That power. The costume. (laughs) The costumes alone. (laughs) How can it hold that? I mean, that kind of power. That's too much for the Beacon. She's gonna blow the roof off the mofo. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, can I try to fill a 25-seat uh, club? Is that cool? Can I fit this Volkswagen? <laughs> Good for her. You know what it's time for? It's time, time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. This it's is your love song. It's Instagram mail. I'm using. But if you write to us, then we'll make your butt feel so much better. And dated a homosexual. Not just one. Not just one. Correct yourself right there. Usually when I dated people, people would say, well, he's as good as gay now. So there you go. Uh, hey, hey, this is Instagram mail. This is a segment that we are introducing. <laughs> has been around for a long time. But I'm telling you that we answer your Instagram mail questions on the air. So if you have an advice question that you would like answered by one of us professional jackasses, 
And please email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our sexy DMs at mm. dearpodofficial. Yes, work, clean your, take your coat off, relax for a clean bit, and then ask us. Clean your first. Clean your colon and ask us for Instagram, y'all, but look us uncomfortable in the eyes when you do it. Very longingly. Mm. Okay. It's worth the copay. Here it is. Dear Pod, every time I bump into my neighbor, it turns into an hour-long nag session. While I'm happy to help and listen, I feel sometimes that I should give her a bill. We all have our gripes about apartment living, but when it, but when this becomes the only thing you talk about, it gets old real fast. How do I shut this down without shutting them out? Signed, New York State of Wine. Dear NY Wine, Life is short. We all have our gripes, but building a friendship on wines and negativity is a surefire way to turn you both into two assholes who bitch in the hallway. Try staying silent and see if he or she realizes that she's talking to a brick wall. Turn lemons into lemonade when they make a nasty complaint. So-and-so's peeing in the hall. Well, at least he's not peeing in your mouth, right? (laughs) I can't believe how messy the lobby is. At least the dead hooker's gone. If they don't get the hint, then turn around and say, Honey, I have to hopscotch across used needles, dodge the shitting bandit, and find a Dwayne Reed that isn't being looted. If you've got a life complaint, you should have written to Santa and asked for a better place to live, like in Miracle on 34th Street. I ain't your Santa Claus. Signed, Abby. Oh, God help the neighbor that complains to you. My God! I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I guess you don't really have those interactions. And No, I do my best not to look at people or talk to them. Or interact with them ever. And I'd say I'm doing an okay job so far. Okay. But here's what Anne has to say to New York State of Wine. Dear NYSW, just like bell bottoms, unfortunately, complaining seems to be making a comeback. Remember the good old days of the early pandemic? Those first precious weeks when we all realized the fragility of life and made a decision amongst humanity to be kind, appreciate each other, and not to take the little things for granted anymore? Well, they're long gone, just like the Murder Hornet and John Krasinski's Charming Good News Network. Like I said to my Jules when he brought me to an underground sex dungeon one Valentine's Day, It's only a matter of time before we all start shitting on each other. If Gladys Kravitz next door wants to vomit her thoughts on loud neighbors, rent hikes, and that one guy who keeps making curry, it doesn't mean you have to listen to it. You could do the dodge and weave. When you see her coming, run the other way. I got so good at that when I lived in an apartment building, I swear I could play defense for the Rams. You could take the fifth grade approach and put your fingers in your ears when she starts talking, going, I can hear you, I can hear you, I gotta get you. Or you could take the head on approach and hit her with some fortune cookie wisdom. Next time she starts up, simply say, Gladys, a wise meme on the internet once said, He who avoids complaint invites happiness. All this time and oxygen wasted on bitch moaning about 4F's chicken tikka masala could have been used in a more productive way. And the reminder of all the people who died this year. Rest in peace, meatloaf. A little guilt goes a long way. I think we should all keep a complaint journal for one week and log every time we bitch about the little things. I'll bet dollars to donuts we'd have the next great American novel and the stuff we choose to obsess on needlessly. Imagine what we could accomplish if we channeled our complaining energy into productive thought. But then if we did that... We'd have no Bravo TV. Oh. Good luck, you neighborly son of a bitch, and happy dodging. Ian! Oh, I love complaining, though. 
I did say, you know, once <clears throat> this uh, this all. Oh my god! Yeah. I don't think I should have had this box root beer. Oh, I'm having a cramp. Well, this is fun. This is fun to watch it. Ow! 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 Gently, gently, gently. Oh fuck! I put like too much acid. I have acid ass. Mmm. <laughs> Go um, on. I did say in the beginning of the pandy, I was like, "Oh God, complaining is going to be so not happening." anymore and then uh about a month in everybody was complaining and i was like oh yeah we're back we're back you guys we're We're gonna be okay full force bitchery we went really we were very sweet like i want to teach the world to sing perfect harmony yeah hold my hand and then we went dark real quick Uh uh-huh i knew it i was like we'll start bitching in five four there's ice on the sled hill oh yeah i don't need to be pushed that hard to bitch yeah Especially about apartment living. Oh, God. But you talk to you talk to your neighbors. You don't really mm-hmm. talk. You do. Some of them, yeah. Okay. But then, you know, some sometimes it turns into, like, hey, do you have heat? I'm like, mm, oh, yeah. no. And then it, then it just... Because that's the context in which they know you. Mm-hmm. They don't know you. You're not like Patrick from yoga class. You're Patrick from 3E, you know? Right. So they probably feel like in a conversation, the only way that they can connect with you is on the goings on of the building. Yeah. Isn't that a thought? But you could com- you could comment on the good things. Are there good things happening? Well, it's in New my York. apartment, there is. There is. What's I don't know happening? About her apartment, but mine is fine. What's going on? Oh, oh, just your regular apartment. Right. <laughs> but like in the building, is is there is there good shit happening in the building? I don't know. I don't fucking look around. There you go. Some people do. I don't tell people my business. I love that I'm sitting here and I'm cramping Ooh, so hard right now. At least right you're not now. shitting in your... Oh, my God, I'm cramping. Ow. Oh, my God, it's I'm really, nice. really having hard, hard. Mm. Ooh. Are you not going to, like, you're not going to... If you bend over like that and you, like, launch a grenade <laughs> out of your ass, you're going to be really upset. Wouldn't it be great if I just blasted it? just, like, right through, right through the basement, basement, basement wall. Velocity-wise. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I sort of can't up-rest right now. Okay. I'm going to take this gently. Do you need me to continue while you're on the floor? Upright myself? Do you need me to do this? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we're ready to do the Just so we know what's happening, Aaron has retired <laughs> to the tile floor in a major cramp. So she will be doing the rest of this on the floor. One, here we go. It's now time for our favorite segment. Specialty cocktail. It's time for specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Erin is on the basement floor right now. She can't get up and perform in the mic, so she's laying on the floor and waiting to pass out for the second time today, possibly farting. Possibly sharding, possibly filling the room. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for our specialty cocktail, which is called Gatorade. Because if he doesn't hydrate right now, James Jules Ferris will get dizzy and believe he is dying. What you'll need 
one bottle of Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Open the cap on your favorite Gatorade flavor and start knocking it back. Here are the tasting notes. Whether you just got off the treadmill, did a half hour, hit and hills right on the Peloton, or just blasted everything out of your back door to prep for that colonoscopy, you need to hydrate and you need to hydrate right now. Since 1965, this sports drink was originally developed to replenish the carbohydrates the players of the University of Florida Gators burned and the combination of water and electrolytes that they were losing during rigorous sports activities. Back in my day, lemon, lime, and orange were the only two flavors to choose from. Today, options include kiwi, fruit punch, cherry rush, mandarin, and many other varieties that I will never try. If you want to adult this drink, it is a perfect sweet mixer for any vodka-based cocktail. But for today, we are going to keep it virgin so we can refuel without worrying about filling our diaper again. Now let's celebrate by picking up this cooler of Gatorade and dump it over our host's heads in victory of another successful podcast episode. Oh my God, it was so wild to hear you read it. I'm so proud of you. Drink it, tell me what it tastes like. I can't put any more liquid in my body. I'm in so Cheers much pain. Cheers to me, bottoms up. Bottoms up, bottoms down from me. Bottoms down. What do you think of that flavor? That's that's That was my whole day yesterday, was just drinking all that stuff. I like it because it's the Gatorade Zero. I prefer the clear, like, lemon, lemony. <coughs> Is it lemon? <coughs> if I could imagine what a camel's ejaculate tastes like. Oh, you think? It's coconut water. That's this is glacial, glacier cherry. Oh, which yeah. Which I could not even imagine what that was. With oh. uh, if they were to, if this were like a blind taste test, that would be the last thing that I would say. You, you imagine you're at the Gatorade testing facility and they're like, what is, okay, Patrick, what do you think? Camel excrement. Glacial cherry. So close. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's try another flavor. Okay. What, do you, what does this taste like to you? Uncle David's pre-cum. No. Blueberry blast. <laughs> okay. So close. All so right. close. All, All right. right. Let's, uh, let's just go down one more. Okay, let's do a taste test on this. Patrick, uh, what do you taste? Mm, dirty foreskin? No. Nope. Lickety lemon. Ah. So close. Huh. So wow. close. Um, mm, but okay. thanks to your suggestions, we're going to try to roll Get out you a therapist. those flavors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The cramping. I, now I put my headset back on. The cramping and Now the at the pain. final seconds of the, the final podcast. seconds. This is where I die. This is how it goes down. It's the final countdown. I can't wow. even make the doodle-doo. That's how much pain there is right now. <laughs> Full-bodied gas pains. So I'm going to go and have some gas X and lay on my back. Your body is like a jalopy. Isn't it amazing? I don't know how it gets from place to place. A jalopy. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just going. It's 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 coughing, Carl. Well, and you are epileptic, Aaron. Yeah, but God. now you're going to be upstairs being gassy, Aaron. The best garbage pail kids ever. Gas and go, Aaron. Don't eat the gum. It's not worth it. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.